PJ Glass or Nick Ashew? We're live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash betql, YouTube, the Odyssey app. If you missed anything in the first hour, get the podcast. Very simple. Download, subscribe. What are they bringing over there to the set right now? Is that a mouse? Oh what is this mouse that they've got on oh the TNT my. set? Is that edible, do we think? Scott, that... can you explain this? Yes. Thank so you. This, this just goes, this is a generational thing. Yes. In 1996, okay. the Florida Panthers lost to the last two, uh, who they lose to? They lost to the uh, uh, Patrick Waugh and the Colorado mm-hmm. Avalanche mm-hmm. in the Stanley Patrick Cup Finals. Waugh. Waugh. During the Florida run, they were playing in, an, I believe at that time, an, an old building or a building with the, that it was in dire need of an exterminator. Scott Mellenby, <laughs> oh. former Flyer, Blue, he played a bunch of places, played for the Florida Panthers. I believe he wore the Captain C for the Florida Panthers at the time. He killed a rat with his stick, like lore has it, in the locker room or in the hallway, and they became the team with the rat trick or what have you. So if you see when Florida was winning during this postseason, they would throw what looked like Ah. stuffed mice or rats onto the ice. So here we are 27 years later, Mm -hmm. and so they just brought over uh, bedazzled or sequined personalized rats because I don't know if you guys can see closely enough, Lundquist has his number on it, his playing number, mm-hmm. and it says Lundquist. Gretzky's got a 99. Bissonette, I think, was 67. Hey. Liam, uh, not a player, just a, a, an excellent broadcaster. And um, Anson Carter, the other gentleman. So, yes, just, you know, welcome to town. Here are bejeweled rats. <laughs> Did it have any relation to the possum that was in the A stadium no. this year? No, okay. Uh, you know what? Maybe they're distant cousins. Maybe I'm just, not sure. Who knows? <laughs> just... I asked if those rats were edible. They kind of looked like it a well, little how, bit, like maybe. Because that's what I was thinking, because the first, how often do you see on any of these pregame shows where somebody brings some kind of food, college game day the most, oh, that's yeah. got to be. Let me, how, how often good. have you watched college game day and gotten just so jealous at whatever Whenever they're in spread. Texas oh. and there's some barbecue that just comes Big out. Big beef ribs. Oh, oh, my God. I love barbecue. It looks amazing. Barbecue is the When best. I don't feel for them is when they're out in, like, Utah or Oregon, and it's, like, actually 8 a.m. in the morning, and they bring that stuff right, out to right. them. And I'm like, Can yeah, I just no. get some eggs Can and get, maybe a... Yeah, some pancakes. Some That'd OJ nice. and coffee, please. Yeah, no. Although they've been up since, like, four, so... It's true. At that point, you're just kind of used to it, and there oh, you go. Oh, man, it, so. it all looks good, though. That, yeah. So we so know the good. PJ. We know the NFL is uh, a quarterback-driven league. If you don't have good quarterback play, you can't win. Plain and simple, right? It's why you guys spent a lot of money in Baltimore on Lamar Jackson. It's why Washington's got Sam Howell, the future. Just kidding, he's not going to be the future there. Uh, but it's why the Jets did go out and they made themselves uh, very much a contender with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Now, you can tell when a team says we need X, Y, and Z still for our quarterback, offensive line. Uh, receivers, maybe running back, guys in the backfield that at least can you know be pass catchers, tight. It doesn't matter, whatever the case is. Then there's some teams where you think of Andrew Luck back in the day with the Colts and go, are you paying attention? Do, do, do you know what he, And you see it right there. The Colts and Andrew Luck, it completely fell apart because they didn't address the quarterback's needs. And then some teams will go out and make sure that their quarterback has everything that they could possibly ask for. And when you look at, we'll even start with Baltimore right now. Think of the offseason that this team actually had. I think it was pretty good. It was pretty good. One, you have a new offensive coordinator, oh, Todd Munkin. Nick. You, tell us, are, are, are you sad? 
Are you are you sad at your new off that you have a new offensive coordinator? About as sad as you are that Daniel Snyder's not the owner anymore <laughs> for the commanders. Uh, careful, it's not official. Don't don't <laughs> jinx it. I already popped champagne in here yeah. and everything. I don't need that getting worse. But of course, Lamar Jackson's deal. Nelson Aguilar, OBJ, Zay Flowers at receiver. I know Aguilar gets this is a butt of jokes sometimes, but that's depth at receiver. That's not gonna be your number one guy. Maybe they still go after D Hop. I don't know. But I don't think so. When you look at where the Ravens are right now, I have more confidence in Baltimore this year. Not to win the AFC. They're 11-1 to win the AFC. I mean, that's a lot. 20-1 to to win the Super Bowl. But I think this is a team that could go over those 10.5 wins. That's actually juiced to the under, minus 125. So you can take over 10.5 wins with the Ravens at plus 105. This is a team that, I mean, you watch them compete for playoff spots the last couple of seasons even without Lamar Jackson at the end of the regular season. And they're still in games. Now, last year, God, the under was amazing with them. With, with Snoop Huntley, a quarterback. You love that under. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, you said this at 36. They're going to score eight points in this game. Yeah. And they usually went under, like, those games went under by at least 10 points. But this now is going to be, as long as everybody's healthy, I think the Ravens are a team that went out and said, not only are we going to make sure we sign our quarterback, put, put all the stuff, it's water under the bridge. We're done. Here's what we know you need. Let's go get it. Getting rid of Greg Roman was just... It was, <laughs> it's Nick, always back to Greg Roman. It was, it was literally a game changer. One of my like, really I good friends is a Ravens fan, and it's all he did was bitch about Greg Roman every game that we'd watch last year. Dude, I can't emphasize. <laughs> like, you truly don't understand how important offensive coordinators are until you have one that just, it just didn't work out. So, huge they moved well, on Well, I actually do. We had Scott Turner in Washington, so that didn't really work, didn't work out. out. No. Yeah, yeah bad, bad yeah. offensive coordinators will... You know, every, mm-hmm. with the Chiefs, everybody talks about Mahomes. They also have Andy Reid. You know, I know Bietemi was the OC, but Andy Reid's like the grandfather. Reid was calling most of the plays. Yeah, still. I, it, it kind of helps to have those two guys. But we'll uh, see this year with Bietemi. We will see this year we'll with see. Bietemi. We so. will see. Uh, but Zay Flowers, uh, you know, I mean, the Ravens, so often they bust with their first-round draft picks that are receivers, whether it's Bashad Perriman. So much that their GM even says it publicly. Yes. I can't believe he did that. So, <laughs> you know, Rashad Bateman, I think, can turn out to be a very good player, and I'm excited to see him finally coming into a season healthy for the first time in his NFL career, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Steve Smith Sr. loves Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. So I think that was big for that Ravens organization that he kind of got – the uh, the stamp of approval from Smitty. So we'll see what Zay does. Nelson Aguilar, like you mentioned, Nick, you know, I think he's like a Willie Sneed type. Yeah. Like just the ultimate third down, mm-hmm. right? Maybe three catches for 24 yards kind of guy with some big third downs. They also signed Laquan Treadwell this week. So that's why I think they're out of the DeAndre Hopkins running. So I think these... This is the pickups that they're going to make. Maybe they make another move defensively. I think they have to get another corner. I think they do bring it back Marcus Peters eventually. I like my team though, Nick. I mean, they do check a lot of boxes, man. If Lamar stays healthy, like outside of the receiving core, right? Which is a big question mark. What are, what are the question marks with the Ravens? Like they have one of the best running tandems in football with JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards, very good offensive line, elite quarterback, greatest kicker of all time. One of the best Linebackers in football and Roquan, him and Patrick Queen are a great tandem. Secondary is very good with Marlon Humphrey and Kyle Hamilton mm. and Marcus Williams. Their pass rush is a big question mark as well. We'll see if Odafe Owe and David Ajabo, if they can be a good pairing. So I would say the D-line and then obviously the receiving core. And then for you know most people, they want to see if Lamar can win in the playoffs. Those would probably be the three biggest things. 
But I, I do think the Ravens, uh, they have a chance to be very good this year. What do you think of that win total? As Because you, your emotions are mixed in this, too. Yeah, so they have to go 11-6. and six. Mm-hmm. It, It's tough. I mean, the division that they play in is brutal. I think at best they go 4-2 and two in their division. I think they go 3-3. Three and three. They play the Bengals, obviously, the Steelers, and the Browns twice. So I think, let's say 3-3. Three and three. They're at Jacksonville, at San Francisco, and at the Chargers. So those are three tough road games right there. You also play Miami at home in uh, outside of the division. You play Detroit at home. You play Seattle at home. So the schedule is tough. I mean, 10.5 feels about right. Right. There's the, a reason why the over is at plus it, 105. It, I mean, that that's that's a sharp line. They feel like a 10 or 11 win team. It, it probably just comes down to if Lamar's healthy or not, right? If he plays all 17 games, you probably like the over. If he plays 13 or 14 games, probably like the under. So it, it, it's a stay away. It, my favorite bet is them to win the division. That's the one I like the best. Well, they've got to go up against Cincinnati, yeah. a team that went out and got Orlando Brown to protect their quarterback. They did. And then, look, the last two years, the Bengals have addressed the offensive line. It got better last year, but they still had their issues. But it wasn't, what, eight or nine sacks, whatever it was in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? Like, it at least was better for Joe Burrow his second year as a starter. Now you go in with another piece that's going to help protect your quarterback. And that just shows where the Bengals are at this point, where it was – Okay, we don't need clearly we don't need receivers. I mean, they're deep at receiver and tight end and running back and oh, let's go get ourselves another offensive lineman and let's protect our our franchise quarterback. Hey, too bad you didn't do that, stupid Colts. Makes me mad to this day. I, I just wanted to see what Andrew Luck was going to be, and that's the worst part. But you know the 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 Bengals sit at eleven and a half wins. Now that's plus one ten to the over. I could see a scenario where both the Ravens. And the Bengals win 11 games in that division. where the Because it's minus 130 to the under. So what if you end up wrapping up this and it's two 11-win teams in Cincinnati and Baltimore at the top of that division? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely could happen. It's going to be tough, though, because I just think that division's kind of going to cannibalize one another, mm-hmm. right? Ravens and Bengals probably both get to double-digit wins. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season, which means you can pretty much lock the Steelers in for at least eight or nine. Brown should probably be anywhere from like a seven to a ten, maybe eleven-win football team, being really generous. So well, I we can't have three eleven-win teams, PJ. You can only pick two. It, it would be the Ravens in my and hypothetical Bengals. scenario. Yeah, it would be the Ravens and Bengals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nick, the whole AFC is just so loaded. It is. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's going to be tough this year to just go game by game. I mean, even looking at all of these AFC matchups week by week. And this is really going to be – it's not just going to be the narrative through the beginning of the year, the rest of the summer and into camp. I mean, it's going to be all year. The AFC, how loaded it is. And it's not just good teams, but it's specifically young quarterbacks. It could be this way for the next seven, eight, nine, ten years with the amount of young talent that's at quarterback all the way down in the AFC to the point where the Patriots might miss the playoffs for, like, five years in a row. I, I mean, think we may not see the Patriots back in the playoffs for a long time. It's, and you know what? Hey, Boston, you've had a lot of success. You deserve to suffer a little bit like right. the rest of us. And think you about, deserve it. And think about if one of these AFC teams get Caleb Williams or Drake May. I mean, now you're just... No, we need some I mean, of the NFC. That's enough. That's enough, PJ. No, no more. I agree. No more. Now we, need, we do need them in the <laughs> NFC. AFC's loaded up. But, like, imagine if the Titans or the Texans or... You know, the Raiders, if they get one of those guys, I mean, it's just... I mean, I can see the Raiders going full tank. I mean, Jimmy G ends up not, like, being healthy enough to play, and they just go, you know what? 
Let's just ride this thing out all year. You trade Devontae Adams, get get some more picks, and then just go full tank mode, and Caleb Williams is in Vegas in a year. I mean, there's there's a chance for that. Yeah, I mean, look, you also then add, it's the opposite, obviously, of the young quarterback because he's about to be 40, Aaron Rodgers, but he gets Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Uh, I mean, that, it, that's just the beginning. Nathaniel Hackett is his offensive coordinator now. Yeah. And I know people laugh, but, like, having Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard there is, those are safety nets. Those are guys that you have chemistry with. They added to the offensive line. The Jets did a lot. They rolled out the red carpet for Aaron Rodgers and said, what do you want? We'll give you as much as we possibly can afford. I saw that uh, this was a couple weeks ago. You said you kind of like the bet on the Raiders to win the least amount of games this mm-hmm, season. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think yeah. that's a really good bet. Yes. Their, state, their schedule to open the season, they're at Denver, at Buffalo, home against the Steelers, at the Chargers, and home against the Packers. Yeah. So three of their first five games are on the road, and then their two home games are are against Pittsburgh and Green Bay, who are two of the best fan bases in the NFL who get to go to Las Vegas. So those are going to feel like road games, too. That will definitely be the case. So you're essentially getting, like, five road games, essentially, to start the season. If they go one and four, which is very real possibility, Mm -hmm. it could be a long season in Vegas. So I I think that's an excellent bet. Their win total is at, like, six and a half. It's one of my favorite unders. I think it's going to be a long season yeah, in you, Vegas. And again, if if it starts to look bad early, then at that point you just say, let's lean into this. Why not? Right. I mean, what are we trying to do? Are we trying to win six, seven games or are we trying to get Caleb Williams or Drake May? Exactly. God, we six, they're home against the Patriots. And you know all those Bostonians will be out in Vegas too. Who do you, who do you so. think has more road, road game or road fans in their stadium week after week? The Chargers or the Raiders? In the um, uh, probably the the Chargers. Probably still the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. The only reason I would argue that maybe there's a chance you're going to get more at the Raiders this year, and there's no way to really. I mean, I, I guess they can track it with tickets and stuff. There's like I, where the zip codes are, whatever. There, there's you at least. It's Vegas. Like I know. And, and don't get me wrong. L.A. is great, but Vegas is Vegas. And for that, for people that are you know fans of a team, you know you're a Steelers fan, and they're. That's your chance to it go to might, Vegas. It might be Vegas. I think this year it's going to be more fans that are from road teams every single week in Las Vegas than any other team in the NFL. Because I'm thinking like Jacksonville, right? Like those fans, like you wouldn't see too much of them in L.A., but I think you would see a good amount in Vegas, yes. right? So I think, yeah, I think it would be Vegas. Because Vegas is such a unique destination. Yeah. And it's an excuse Nick, to not only go to Vegas, but then also have that. There are going to be so many Steelers and Packers fans in that stadium. It's going to be – they're going to be road games. Like they're, they're going – it's going to be so loud when the Raiders are on offense. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> and even look – I mean, even if Green Bay is terrible and love sucks, doesn't matter. They love their pack. They're still going to show up. I mean, look at Horvath. Kid is sweating out preseason games on his laptop. He can't uh, can't quit them. He can't quit them. So, All right, those are teams that maybe help their quarterbacks. But what about teams that uh, did the opposite? What that means for this upcoming season as well. It's Ben, I'm Cam tonight.